Hey everyone, welcome back. It's been a minute. Uh, it's been almost two weeks actually. So thanks for jumping back on the Triumph Over Trauma show. This is Chris. It's been almost two weeks since the last episode. And that was done intentionally. Took some time to unplug. Uh, had a nice time with the family. We actually went down and saw um, both my dad and stepmom and my wife's parents as well as my brother-in-law and nephew in Florida so had a nice time in South Florida uh, so I took some time off but I was thinking about y'all uh, but just was disconnected and unplugged all right so as a reminder the normal format of this show is we share stories of everyday people overcoming adversity so we can learn how to better overcome adversity that we face in our own lives and this one's gonna be a little bit different today. And I'm gonna explain why in a moment here. So, normally, I share the whole process of what someone's learned after they face adversity. This will be different today because I'm gonna share a story about some adversity that I am facing right now that I have not worked through yet. And in the future, I'm gonna share what I do learn from it. So that's the uh, that's the plan for today. All right, so, well, let's get into it. What is the adversity? Well, as always, there's a story. Let's get into story time. So it actually just happened this morning. So I was having a, a brief conversation with my wife before um, heading out. And she said, you know, Chris, um, I'm a little concerned with how much time you spend on your cell phone. You know, there's always something that you're working on or doing and it's just taking you away from things. And so I'm listening to her and she, you know, she told me some examples and there's some really good examples. And one and I was conscious of it, but I kind of guess was kind of ignorant or avoiding it. So one example was literally just last night, I played chess with my son. My younger son is a really strong chess player. And he kicks my butt left and right with chess. Um, it's actually pretty funny seeing it. So my 12-year-old. So we were we played chess. You know, I, 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 said, I said to him, hey, do you want to play some chess? He said, yep. So he got the board ready. And then I was working on something else on my phone, which ended up delaying and delaying, you know, when I was actually ready to start playing. So he's sitting there hanging around. He was doing something else. I mean, he was, you know, seemed fine. He was watching a show or something. But, you know... You know, I think about it, it sends us a, a subliminal message. You know, I've got other stuff to do. And I didn't really communicate it really well to him. I, I think I told him I'll be a few minutes. But, you know, I was working on something else on my phone that really, in reality, the more important thing was the time with my son. So this was pulling me away from, from that important relationship with my family. That was one example. Uh, there's other examples. Sometimes I'm working on something, maybe I, I, I get back from driving and I hop on the phone, I work on something. I could be sitting in the, in the driveway. You ever done that before? You're, you're on something and you don't even leave the vehicle, leave the car? Well, that's me too. Sometimes I'm parked out there like I'm, like I'm waiting on something, like I'm, I'm a cab, but I'm in my own house. So, and then y'all laugh at this one, but I know a bunch of y'all do this too. And the third one is, so the phone is the equivalent of yesterday's newspaper. So, you know, kind of like the stereotypical dad. So I'll be in the bathroom reading articles, catching up on stuff, 
you know, and, and you know, reading, reading the stuff on the phone. So that's also sometimes I'm in there longer than I need to be. That might be TMI, but I think people can relate to that. That's why I'm sharing it. So all this is just to say there are many examples in my life. I could go on and on where there's all these, you know, little delays, all these little delays, um, where I'm being pulled away, essentially robbing time from my loved ones who are the most important thing to me, my most important value, right? And it's really important. I've been, I've, I've been learning to be more explicit about what my values are and my family being right at the, at the top. And I'm, I've been saying it to myself, to my family, uh, partially because I've become more aware of it and also also because I'm trying to remind myself so then what the whole, the whole thing of cognitive dis- dissonance that if I do something that's contrary to prioritizing my family it's going to feel a little bit more painful because it goes against my word so I've been I've been explicit about it even though I don't always behave that way and this is one of those areas there are things that I do that take me away from my family or other important things that I'm becoming more conscious of. So to wrap that part of it up, that's the adversity is recognizing that I believe I'm addicted to my phone. And I think a lot of people can relate to this. I mean, take a walk down any street, you know, go to an event, go to to an airport, go anywhere. And you'll see necks just, you know, craned downward on a phone. Um, anywhere. You'll see just the phone out all over the place. A friend of mine who, who listens from time to time, Jim, I think, I remember he, he had a good quote. He shared something like, you know, phone addiction being so destructive to society. And I completely agree. I don't think a lot of us are, are thinking about it that way. Um, we think about maybe social media addiction or other addictions. But the phone as a whole, independent of any app app or um notification you know the phone itself so and some of us are more prone to this so my wife and I had this conversation as well you know she and and my older son don't have that same tendency but I think back to my childhood and different you know even you know adolescence and you know I do have addictive traits when I'm interested in something I can get hooked onto it I can think of think of times back in the it's funny, even back in the like AOL dial-up days in like the late 90s, early 2000s, of first having Google and being able to Google stuff till the cows come home. You know, my mom was the type that actually, actually, you know, she one of the funny things she read um, encyclopedias, just you know that thirst for information and knowledge. So I did the same thing. I could research a topic and tell you everything there is to know about something once I got into it, and. That can be a superpower in some areas because you can learn, you know, you can become very well versed and, and stick with something persistence. But also, like anything, there can be too much of a good thing, and I'm becoming more conscious of that. So I've always kind of had some of these, in retrospect, these addictive traits. It was the same thing with video games. I could play video games, you know, uh, until you know daylight hours. Uh, just kind of have, have trouble with that self-regulation. So I'm realizing I'm spending too much time on my phone. All right, and I'm about to put myself out there on blast. But you know what? Transparency is important. Some of you guys, you know, you're going to hear this. You're going to be shocked. Some of you may say, oh, that's nothing. 
So if you have an iPhone, there's probably a similar thing on uh, Androids, right? But I'm going to into screen, you know, with this on my iPhone settings and then screen time. And I'm going to see and I'm going to tell you guys how much daily time my daily average of phone activity has been. I'm kind of nervous, to be quite honest. All right. It's probably better this is on audio than video. All right. So I'm looking at the past week. Okay. So it looks like it's saying today, and it's 10.45 in the morning. It says that my screen time has already been three hours and 45 minutes with an hour entertainment, an hour productivity, and like 15 minutes information reading. And my week, which is so far only three days, um, my week average, daily average is 10 and a half hours. That's including Sunday, Monday, then part of today. 10 and a half hours. Now, let's, to put that in context though, I listen to a lot of music. So I don't know how that skews things because I could also just be, you know, have music on on my headphones when I'm working out or doing things. I may not be actually looking at the phone. So I know that's a factor, but 10 and a half hours, that's crazy. Holy moly. Um, that's a lot. Well, let's see what the biggest culprits are. Okay, the number one is coming clocking in at 12 and a half hours is my latest interest, which I'll tell you guys about, Rap Chat, which is a music maker studio. 12 and a half hours, 12 and a half hours eek. Two hours messaging, hour and 45 minutes on Amazon Music, two hours Safari, an hour on notes, an hour on YouTube. Uh, and then my daily average of pickups of my phone, how times I've picked it up, 78. Jeez. Daily average of notifications, 48, which is down 36% from last week. Um, so that's a lot of numbers, a lot of data. I think the ultimate, right, the biggest thing to say, oh, good, this gives me last week. Last week gives me a full week of data. That's more helpful. So I was on vacation. Keep that in perspective. I was out of town. But it probably is similar to normal. So last week, my numbers show daily average screen time was nine and a half hours. And my total week was 31 hours of entertainment, six hours of social, and six hours of productivity slash finance. Man, that's a lot. That's, what did I say, 31, 37? That's like 40 total screen time? Oh my gosh, y'all gonna kill me. This is a full-time job. It says my total screen time was 67 hours last week. Now I know, again, a lot of that could be music, that's nuts. That's a full-time job and a half. What the hell is I doing for 67 hours? Like, tell yourself, you know, if I tell myself I spent 67 hours on anything, I don't know. That's 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 uh that's painful. It's painful for me to say that. Part of me wants to delete this episode, but nope. I'm a, I'm, I'm transparent about it. And I challenge you to do the same thing. If your kids are using phones, challenge you to look at their stuff too. Think about how much time you're spending on your phone. It is a, it is a pervasive thing, right? We're, we're dealing with problems that previous generations did not have to deal with. And it's not that any, any of us are bad or wrong. We're just learning. We're learning and coping with the tools and opportunities we have. There's so much good out there, right? Yeah, there's bad stuff too. There's, there's negative ills of the internet and things. There's also so much good, right? I don't have bad intentions, 
for using, you know, creating music or listening to music or emailing or the internet. But it's easy to get sucked into something, even when the intentions are good, as I've learned. So I challenge you, take a look. And if you really want to be brave, share it with someone. Share someone how much time doing that. See if maybe you might, someone else might be dealing with the same thing. I guarantee someone else is dealing with the same thing. Because I see all y'all on your phones just like I am. All right, so that's the adversity. Painful. All right, that's like a trip to the dentist talking about that but all right well step one is always is you know look in the mirror acknowledging the issue so i'm gonna say definitively i have an issue with phone addiction i'm gonna say it um so that's step one become aware it's all right no judgment there it's okay we all all got issues so that's i recognize that all right now what now what so overcoming it well i haven't overcome it yet i can't share with you guys how i overcame it I know that in the past, um, as I share in episode one, I had an issue with Instagram addiction. So it appears that maybe Instagram isn't the issue. Maybe it's overall digital or phone addiction is the real issue. Maybe I've just moved from one app or one thing to another, just overall phone addiction. So I've already shot a text to my personal therapist and I found out it's okay, and she was comfortable with me sharing her name. Actually, I'd love to share her name just to, to give her credit. And also, in case any of you guys are interested, um, my ther- my personal therapist, her name is Dr. Katie, K-A-T-I-E, Rickles, R-I-C-K-E-L-S. And she is in, I'm going to say the Durham area of North Carolina. And I, I say that because all our sessions have been virtual. So I found her through, um, my employer has this, platform it's like our eap program employee assistance program it's called lira l-y-r-a amazing amazing rich benefit i think we get something like 26 sessions a year for therapy or coaching that kind of stuff so doctor doctor she, she prefers to go by dr katie or just katie so katie is phenomenal she has been awesome for me um I've grown so much work with her and look excited about this new year. So I already texted her saying, hey, I want to talk about this when we, when we meet on Friday. And this is the topic. Um, so we're going to talk, come up with a plan. But I know from experience with the Instagram thing, I remember her initial suggestions were, hey, you know, you could try. She said, I'll tell you, Chris, a lot of people find that it's just kind of it's on or it's off. Like you either can do either it, some people are the addictive trade so strong that you need to just drop it entirely. But, you know, we did try kind of phasing the Instagram thing out, like limiting my time, and I did not do well with that. I wasn't doing well with, hey, just do an hour a day. Like, I had to cut it out completely. I will tell you, I've since become more comfortable. I jump on it maybe once, one to three times a week now, kind of check messages from people. I even post a couple things I'm doing with music. Uh, But there's no longer the draw, and that's funny, just there's a control... excuse me I will install the app check the info message a couple people and then I will uninstall the app as a safeguard right I know myself too well so I actually install uninstall each time that's how I manage it so but it's not an issue anymore Um, but a big thing for me recently is I've gotten into creating music and specifically uh, some hip hop music um so I'll, I'll drop some links in here. It's been it's just a fun thing that I came came upon. 
I was thinking about ways to get the messaging out as far as mental health awareness, uh, as well as just sharing some stories. And I've always had an affinity for just kind of making things rhyme, you know, even since younger. I'll take words for songs, known songs, and just I'm in the kitchen with my family or out driving somewhere, and I'll put my own twist on it about the relevant times or just make things up and just, you know, on the fly, AKA kind of freestyling. What is that? I'm not a robot driving out here on the road in Charlotte. Weird. Um, chasing squirrels mentally. All right. So I've always kind of done this little freestyle thing. So there's this app called Rap Chat, and it's a digital music creation studio. So I've made a couple things. Uh, one of a particular was about, um, is around the importance of therapy. So I'll share some of those links. Um, I'm excited about using that as another platform as a way to reach people. There are some folks who will not have the time or interest to listen to this longer form content, but maybe a few minute song, maybe, you know, two and a half, three minute song might connect. Or maybe the beautiful thing about music is we feel something. We feel something for music. I've forgotten 99 plus percent of all the things I've learned in school, but I can, I can tell you Probably, I don't know how many musicals, how many lines of songs, thousands. So, I, I, you know, sometimes I joke, I don't have a good memory. No, that's no, I have, I have a strong memory. It just has to be something that's important. So music taps into that limbic system, right? Which, which helps us feel something, different part of our brain beyond just the logical, rational, analytical side. So you remember, it seals these, these, these stronger memories uh, with all these, you know, creates new connections in our brain. So... That's one of the reasons why I like music. I just love music, number one. And two, I have an ability to, to kind of tie some lines together. Uh, so I'll share a couple of those songs. But that has been my latest app of addiction, has been Rap Chat. It's just been so much fun. So, But I'm learning how to manage this. And I'm going to learn working with, with uh, Katie on Friday. We're going to talk about how to handle it. So, And so my initial ideas I'm going to share with you, if you look up phone addiction, there's actually a movement for these things called dumb phones. Right, you think about before we had smartphones. For those of y'all who were alive or of of the age before smartphones existed, um, there's things like the thing called the light phone, L-I-G-H-T-P-H-O-N-E. It's a really cool thing if you look it up. It was founded with the intention of spending as little time on the phone as possible. It has some basic functionality. But it isn't just a flip phone. It's actually kind of a clean-looking phone that has a bit of a, a e-reader screen. Doesn't have the blue light. It has some basic map functionality. It does not have an app store. It has some basic stuff that you can use, but it's cool. Um, so that's one thing I'm considering. Um, you know, I could also remove apps and, and handle some things on my on my existing phone, or change other phones altogether. So I'm, I'm thinking about how to change it. Because at the end of the day, this is all behavior change. How do you change? How does one change behavior? Typically for me, physical barriers, you know, like leaving my phone in a different room or, or out of sight work best for me. So, you know, I'm thinking maybe a whole new phone might be a good step for me if, if I can swing it with all the things I need to do personally and work-wise, because a lot of things we use for these phones for. So I'm going to think about that, talk to Katie on Friday and, and see where we go from here. Um, so that was, that's, so that's some of the initial plans on, you know, one Reducing or completely, you know, changing the phone altogether. Um, well, I guess that was really. I said one, like there's multiple points. I think that was the only point. How, you know, looking at how I can change, now change my behavior with the phone addiction. 
So that's it. There is no lesson learned. Well, I guess the lesson learned is, in fact, see, I'm freestyling right now. The lesson learned is becoming aware of your own habits, your own challenges, and admitting them and being realizing them can be a good thing. And one cool thing, shout out to my wife. She said, uh, she, you know, she came and complimented me later on. She said, Chris, you know what? Something I admire about you is if someone shares feedback with you uh, or point something out, you don't become defensive. You just kind of listen. And I told her, yeah, I was like, I, I've learned that. I wasn't always like that. It's a learned behavior. And I said, it also matters, you know, if it's coming from someone who, who you know who cares about you. If anyone told me that, it'd be different. But if you have trust with someone and they point something out, right, that's an opportunity to get better. So I listened to her. I bet I did share. I just don't do well if someone, if they point something out, if they keep hitting on it and hitting on it, repeating it, drives me nuts. It feels like they're screaming at me. So I can, like, I can take it, but only like in real small doses. So maybe you guys can relate to that. So all right. That's my, my so my, and um, last thing about Dr. Katie. So just shout out there. She's phenomenal. She's really helping me. If you want to look her up, feel free to do so. She's been featured on some major media platforms if you look her up on her website. And she does do virtual. I don't think she's able to work with people in every state. I know we have people in different states listening. Um, but I know in North Carolina and some other states she is able to. Um, but I highly recommend her. And uh, several friends have reached out to me based on this podcast, um, you know, asking about therapists and I've, and I've shared her information. So, so, all right. And my challenge for you for the week or for the day, however long until we talk again, it should be, uh, with, in about a week is to take inventory of how much you are using your phone. Look at the settings. Look at how much time you're spending on the screen. One. So that's data. Two. Think about if this digital distraction is taking you away from things or people that are important to you. Maybe you have some big goals. It's a new year. 2023 is here. Maybe you want to do something professionally that you haven't done before. Get a new job. Make more money. Um, maybe you want to move somewhere. Maybe you want to strengthen a relationship with your spouse or a friend or a child. Maybe you want to pick up a new ha- hobby, like um, like rapping, you know, like me. Or maybe you want to play the guitar or, you know, do do long distance running, you know, get abs, etc. you know, hit the gym. Whatever it is, you probably have a lot more time than you think if you take a look at the time that's being spent on that phone. And I'm talking to myself, this is all of us. So what would it be like if you took that time that was spent on the phone and reallocated that towards a more important priority. Amazing what, what you could do. So this is how we can just help each other learn to work with these amazing new tools we have and, and use them in a healthy way. So that's my challenge. Take a look at that. Also, if you want to take an extra step, talk to some close ones around you. Talk to your spouse. Talk to your kids. Talk to um, a friend. Ask them, hey, do you feel like I'm on the phone a lot? Do you feel like I'm, you, you see me with my head down a lot, maybe a little too much? You know, or even pay attention to, to others around you. Do you see them doing the same kind of thing? And if you love them and you know that they, if, they, if you have a trust relationship, maybe you want to share it. It's just, hey, I, I feel like I've been noticing this. Maybe something worthwhile sharing. It isn't comfortable, but it could open up a powerful conversation. Sometimes that fraternal correction, as, as my very wise mother-in-law calls it, can really help people, right? Um, it's important to tell people what they need to hear and not just what they want to hear. All right, that's it. Talk again soon. I'm going to focus on my priorities of, of work. 
All right. Take care. Triumph over trauma. See you.